0: Is up everybody and how's it going? I'm Alex Goldstick and you are listening to the Spring Forward podcast. The Spring League is busy making preparations for a fall league that will take place under bubble conditions due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. For any players that are interested in applying, applications are still open and can be found on the front page of the springleague.com. Since our last episode, NFL training camps have opened. Four former Spring League players are in camp right now. They are Aaron Adeoye with the Baltimore Ravens, Deshaun Amos with the Green Bay Packers, Darian Clark with the Chicago Bears, and Paul Butler, who just signed with the New England Patriots this week. Today's guest is the only one of those four who has yet to appear on the Spring Forward podcast, Darian Clark. As you'll learn in the interview, Clark, like Adeoye, is making the transition from D1 basketball to pro football and doing a pretty successful job at it. Without giving away too much more of the story, Let's hear from Darian in this episode's interview. Darian Clark is a tight end currently in camp with the Chicago Bears. Darian is a former D1 college basketball player who attended the Spring League in 2019 as part of his transition from Hooper to tight end the former Charlotte, USC, and Grand Canyon University forward, signed with the Bears in January and is with the team right now where we're catching him after Saturday practice. Darian, welcome to the pod.
1: Thank you. Thanks
0: for having me. So let's start off with high school. Um, You have a pretty good resume for a basketball player. You went to Oak Hill Academy in Virginia, maybe the most prestigious basketball school in the country, boasting former players like... Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, uh, Jerry Stackhouse, among many, many others. Um, a decision like that means leaving home early, though. What is what's that ultra competitive and elite environment like for a high school kid?
1: Um, it was just like uh, I think it's like one of the like earlier commitments I just made my in my like early career to like what I wanted to do. You know, I, like I, I knew that it was something I always wanted to experience. And I knew I had to give up some things to, in order to you know to achieve that to make that happen. So it was just kind of a decision I actually had to make like overnight. Actually, I didn't have much time to kind of decide if I wanted to go or not because it was kind of like a last minute deal. But like I knew I, I loved playing basketball. I was having fun with it, and I just thought it was, you know it was an opportunity that you know not too many guys can say they went to play the Elk Hill Academy. Right. So um, I just felt like it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up, and. Um, I, I had just had no problem. Like, I was ready for that challenge. Um, I'm a very competitive person, so and I knew like we, you know, play the best best teams around the country. I don't know it's a commitment, but it's fun. Like so, it was one of my earlier tests, like kind of like prepare me for college.
0: Well, speaking of fun and winning is fun. In, in 2012, your Oak Hill team was ranked number one in the country, and you finished the season with a 44 and 0 record and the national title. Uh, what do you remember about that season specifically?
1: My teammates, um, like the fun we had um, and just competing every day, uh, just being around like players that like took the game as serious as you did. Um, and that was just as competitive as you were. You know, it's a lot of top players from around the country. Um, and it was, you know, and just playing. Like it was just like we, we, we was doing what you love and, you know, just going to school and you got, you know, to travel. So, like, you know, as a high schooler, you have you're on a national schedule. As a high schooler like it was pretty it was pretty cool so um yeah, it was just i don't know it was uh, just my teammates because we we did a lot of travel we went to china you know everybody like national schedule we had tough games like the battles like just the whole overall experience was really cool
0: yeah and that's got to prepare you for your college career which included three stops your freshman year at charlotte uh, then three years at USC, Southern California, for, you know, not to offend those South Carolina people. Um, you had to sit for a year due to transfer rules. And then you had a grad year at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. So across yeah. four seasons at those three schools, you played in 110 games at the D1 level. Is there any one or two moments that stand out for you? What was the highlight of your college basketball career?
1: When we uh, at Grand Canyon, when we beat New Mexico State at home and just play in front of that crowd. And just having a big game, um, and then at USC what would beat Arizona in four overtimes at home when it was uh, top ten in the country.
0: Yeah, um, just, big upset. You know, just
1: competing those type of games, um, but I, a lot of like I love playing on the road, but like I have a lot of like real like fun memories of playing, you know, college ball. But I would definitely say those were at the top.
0: Now, before college, you were a basketball player, a baseball player, and a football player. You obviously chose one of those sports at the collegiate level. So while you aren't the first former D1 basketball player to make the leap to football, at what point did you begin to think that you'd like to take a shot at the gridiron?
1: After like, my first year at USC, uh, I really kind of started thinking about it. Um, and then, you know, by the time uh, another like year come go by at SC, I was going to the game and missing it. And, you know, just being in the atmosphere and then, you know, just like, just, you know, just watching the game and just, just uh, the course my, my college school was taking as far as basketball, uh, I just became more interested in it over time, you know, once the opportunity kind of presented itself, I just took advantage of it.
0: USC is obviously a, a pretty big football school and, you know, with a, a really great football heritage. Were you around the football team a, a bunch when you were on campus there?
1: Uh, yeah, I had a, a, lot, a lot of homies on the football team, a lot of friends. uh was school, I mean, everybody. Uh, um, you know, I always, you know, watch the games and, you know, follow and everything. You know, I did make a lot of friends that were on the football team. And then just been around some of the coaches, which eventually, you know, led me to when when, when I was you were, decided to start my football career. You know, those were the first people. I, I went back to because of the relationships I had built. built. Before, you know, while I was
0: on campus, when when you're making the leap from one sport to the other, how did you decide on a position? I read I read in high school you were a quarterback. Tight end is obviously the football position most associated with former basketball players, um, but there's also been some success stories on the D line, most notably Julius Peppers, but also two-time Spring League player Aaron Adeoye, who's with the Ravens now. So, what went through your mind when when you picked tight end um, when you wanted to make this this move?
1: Uh, just the watching the, the position, like and the, the type of players that do you know, play the tight position in the NFL. Now, I just saw like I feel like I do I could do a lot of those things once I put the time and work in. and um, just like from my quarterback background, I I knew I could I could understand I could learn the offense, and I could you know maybe have a, a little advantage once you know I get comfortable you know, with my quarterback in, you know, history, like, they can carry over into the position. It just was ideal for me. I feel like that fit me the most, you know. That's just how, the way I saw it. And, um, you know, it's worked out for the most part.
0: Yeah, I'd say and we'll definitely get to to where you are now in the success part, Um, but... Uh, you finished your grad year at Grand Canyon in 2017, so in the year between graduation and the Spring League, you went back to USC for their 2018 Pro Day in football, and you got an invite to New York Jets minicamp. Um, yeah. In your transition from basketball to football, where did the Spring League fall in, in this process?
1: Um, the 18th, I did the, 2000, uh, the Pro Day, and then I went to the mini camp, and then the um, Spring League came around. Opportunity, I think it started in late March. It went to April yeah. of 2019. So it was uh, about six or seven months after the. No, no, it was about almost a year after, a year after each other.
0: And and at the spring league, you were the tight end on the Austin Generals, um, which was you know a new team for the Austin area at that league in 2019. How did you find out about and then ultimately get accepted into the spring league?
1: Uh, I was working out with um, my my guy Brian Scott. Uh, he was a quarterback that went to the uh, spring league the year before. Um, me and a group of us, uh, we was working out uh, in Torrance, California, and, you know, he just mentioned I should try to go. You know, he connected me with the people, and um, I was able to contact my agent, who also had a, a relationship with one of the guys on the board of Spring League, and um, I was able to get, you know, an opportunity to go.
0: And yeah, Brian's been to the Spring League a couple times, and, and he found success uh, signing in Canada, which, you know, unfortunately, the CFL just canceled their season, but... Um, you know we'll we will see where he lands and and whether he can continue his career up there or if he's got an NFL shot. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Your tight end coach at the spring league was let's say the uh, and he's enthusiastic the enthusiastic Glenn Smith. Um, what did yeah. you take away from your time in Austin with him and being coached by uh, uh, someone with his pedigree?
1: It was really cool. Uh, coach was you know I like coach because he was just he was himself. You know he pushed us and you know he's you know he um, he coached us. And um and I, I can always respect that. Um, I feel like you know I was able to learn some things while I was there. Um, and you know um, it was cool. It was really cool. It was it was probably one of my first opportunities to kind of work with some coaches during my pro career. Um, the other everything else I came in like tryouts, but like this is the first time that I was able to drill some things and, and learn some fundamentals of the game that I probably had lacked from being away for a couple of years.
0: Coach Smith has a a very wide uh, vocabulary and a lot of a lot of good sayings. Are there any PG rated ones you remember that stuck with you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know you say some crazy stuff. Like I can't remember that specifically, but I do just remember like you never, you know, kind of almost had to expect anything, you know. So, but you know, he was he was very he was he was cool. He was real funny, you know. He he made it fun.
0: Um, but um, man,
1: he he said some wild stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. Um, at the spring league in game one, you led the team in receiving. You and uh, in game two, you hauled in a touchdown, uh, capping off two wins in two games for the Generals. Is there a highlight you remember from the spring league, either during the game or or in prep time uh, for those games? Well,
1: kind of like that first that first catch. Uh, we was doing one on ones. Uh, like the second day, And that that first, uh, I did like an out and up. And that just kind of, like, helped me settle in and, like, kind of gave me the confidence that I needed. And then just the whole process. Um, like I said, the first game, I just that first catch, like, just, you know what I'm saying, playing football again. So, it was like, the whole experience was pretty cool, but I do remember that was kind of cool. It was the first play of the game. I got, I got the catch right away.
0: I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not uh, <laughs> breaking any news here, but the big difference between basketball and football, right, is the contact. Had you yes. experienced, uh, you know, any kind of hitting since your basketball career ended? Had you taken any licks in in Jets camp, or is the spring league kind of the first time you got back into the the contact nature of the game? No, that
1: was a, that was my first contact since high school, um, and I forgot. You know, you you body has to adjust to get used to hit like that. So uh, I do remember being very sore the first day, but you no, know, I, I was able to ice and take care of myself, get my body back right, and you no, know, after a couple of days. You know, I got in my groove, but um, it, um, you know, I, I did take a couple. I, the first catch, actually, I took a shot in my ribs. I, I feel like that was like kind of testing me to see, you know, how, how did I really want it? Because I really, got, I got hit really hard on my ribs, but I was able to shake it off and just kind of keep going. You know, um, I know that comes with the game. I'm like, I expected it, and I, I trained for that. You know, that's what I, you know. I take care of my body, you do this weights, and you do the things you do um, to be prepared for that. So I, I felt pretty confident.
0: Well, you sound like a football guy, I think that was definitely the right answer to that question <laughs> um yeah. did you have any feeling when you left the spring league in twenty nineteen that you had made some noise in n f l circles
1: uh yeah, I thought I would you know at least like have some get some eyes on me or maybe an opportunity or try or something
0: um
1: but i, I was just more happy with just like being able to make the progress I made It kind of gave me uh a idea where I was at what I need to work on and um just kind of it was a, a a learning experience for me, so I think that was the most important thing I took from it and now I was able to, you know i i I was able to get some some attention out to springlee also from a couple of proteins, but nothing really panned out but it it gave me a chance to kind of put my name out there and put some tape i mean I think that's the biggest thing is me being able to get things on tape um, so it was that definitely was was good for me.
0: Take me through the moment in January uh, right after New Year's when you got a call from the Bears and signed your uh, your contract with them.
1: Uh it's, it's cool, like, probably one of the, like coolest one of my life just from the like making the transition to finally getting the opportunity. Um it was very, you know, the everything was just, it was surreal. Um I don't know, it is hard to explain. It took a while for it to hit me. And sometimes I feel like it still hasn't, but it, it, it's definitely a cool moment.
0: Is it like a movie where you see a Chicago area code come up and you're like, "What's this?" Or did you kind of have a clue? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it, it exactly what it like. You know, that's what it was. Especially you know, Chicago, Illinois, see that number pop up, and just you know, knowing, you know, you know, what I'm saying that, you know, whatever it is, that's that's my team. Like that's a, a team that you know was giving me opportunity. I knew I had a camp I could go to. I was just thankful, you know, for the opportunity. So, yeah, it definitely was kind of crazy. And, you know, just getting things together uh, once we started meetings. Like, it was just really cool. So um, it's it's still kind of surreal. and I'm just, you know, taking it day by day. But it's, it's definitely cool.
0: For sure. And, you know, about two, two and a half months after you signed, COVID hit, right? And, and everyone's yeah. everyone's affected. Everyone in the world is being affected by that in some way. Um, so all off-season football activities and programs in the NFL were shut down pretty soon after that. Um, where were you during quarantine and how did you stay in shape from March until August when minicamp finally was given the green light to open?
1: I was back home in Georgia with my family. And then um, I went back out to Los Angeles, uh, maybe about a month, in, a month into COVID. And I spent most of my time out there and I was out there pretty much up at Bears camp. I had, I had a group of guys like Brian and a couple of other guys that I know I did that was working out and we we was able to get uh get together and work out and um, I was able to manufacture you know different weight wounds that became available um so it was it was a little work but uh, I was able to just find ways and then just been in California you have a lot of areas you can go you know run hills or you know whatever it may be so as long as I had some 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 weight somewhere i I was pretty much in in a good position out there, so um, and I mean there was nothing else to do. So I, I, I pretty much all I did was train.
0: Was there uh, any off-season it, contact it, allowed from the Bears, or did you, you know, were you given anything to get a head start on camp?
1: Well, yeah, we had the meetings on Zoom. Um, we had Zoom meetings all off-season, uh, just uh, starting to understand the playbook. But that's a uh, you know that's about it up until camp. Uh, everything was pretty much over Zoom. So, I mean, you know, I was able to, you know, start to learn, you know, the playbook and and work on things on my own. But we didn't have any virtual workouts or anything like that.
0: Now, like we mentioned earlier, you were with the Jets in 2018. So this is your second taste of of the NFL life. How does this one compare just in terms of having to go through it during COVID and, you know, what's being done differently on and off the field now that you are back at the facility, um, you know, because of the times?
1: Uh well the Jets mini Count it was just for a couple of days and just like now I know that you know I'm I'm on the team you know I'm on the roster and I'm competing for a spot you know on the roster so it was definitely uh, um you know both was very like very big opportunities for me but this time I just think like, think I was just um, a little bit more comfortable although I still was wasn't comfortable as I wanted to be when I first got here but um you know just being able to have that experience before just helped me out. Helped me out just like every, you know, every other step of the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, before, um, before you guys put on helmets and pads, we, you know, we posted a, a picture or two of you on, on the spring league social media accounts, and you seem to have this signature bucket hat and mask look going. Um, yeah. Did, did you have fun with the, you know, sort of picking through the merchandise available to you on the NFL level and uh, and masking up on the field?
1: yeah no that's that's pretty cool yeah that's one of the cool things too they uh you know they make sure we take care of us with, with masks and, um i like that bucket hat you know i, I just kind of <laughs> found my look with that um they give, <coughs> give us the gators masks that's also pretty cool
0: that's the look that's how so, you create a brand you gotta you know stick with stick with one look and and the bucket hat should be yours for sure
1: yeah yeah and it, the bucket hat like keep me like shade you know it's pretty, you know, it keep me a little cool. So, yeah, and I like the look. I think it's pretty cool. So, like, my teammates be talking, talking about me sometimes, but it's cool.
0: <laughs> well, that, hey, any, any, any publicity is good publicity is what they say. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you're, you're in your third year of, of this football quest, this pro football quest. How do you feel about where you are football-wise compared to the other tight ends in camp, right? Those are the people you're comparing yourself to every day.
1: Uh, just the experience, um, just kind of like understanding and just the reps, you know, like these guys have been playing and they've been doing this every day, um, you know, and I haven't really had the reps, live reps and, and stuff like that. So um, just I, I just think a bit just for me is just experience, just getting those reps and being in practice and being on the team and, you know, being around those guys and just learning, learning as much as I can each and every day.
0: Now, I'm I'm not going to ask you to comment on your favorite quarterback or anything like that, but the Bears probably have the most open and public quarterback competition in the league right now. Um, has that been noticeable at camp? Does every play feel even more high stakes just because those signal callers, Foles and Trubisky, are in a very clear competition with one another?
1: No, I mean, it's just guys out there competing just like every other position. You know, we're all out there having fun, competing every day, trying to get better. Um, You know, uh, it's my first NFL camp, so, like, I won't have another intention to compare it to, but I can say, like, we we out there competing and we all having fun, just trying to get better every day.
0: What are some important dates for you coming up as we get closer and closer to week one? And, you know, what have you seen the Bears do to give street-free agents like yourself the best chance to be evaluated and make the team without an NFL preseason?
1: Um. Uh, well, we started practices uh, last week. or well, Last week, so well, we, we uh, actually had our first live scrimmage today. But on Thursday, I injured my shoulder again, so I haven't actually haven't practiced in the last two or three days. Um, I was placed on IR yesterday, so um, they've been practices in, in like scrimmage periods and practice.
0: Right. And how does how does IR affect uh, affect you? Is are you are you eligible to return? Or are you out for the season?
1: Oh, no, I'll, I'll be out for the season. i got to have surgery on my, on my right shoulder. Um, so, yeah, I'll be out for the season um, and just rehabbing and working to get back healthy for next year.
0: Gotcha. Well, we uh, we wish you the best of luck. We, we hope you uh, can regain your health because, uh, you know, this football story for you was uh, very much trending in the right direction. And I think I speak for everyone mm-hmm. at the Spring League when I say, uh, you know, we're all rooting for you.
1: No, I definitely appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining the pod. That's that's all I got. And, um, you know, stay healthy or, you know, quick recovery. All right. Thank you. All right. That will do it for today's episode. We certainly wish the best of luck with his upcoming shoulder surgery and the fastest of recoveries to Darian. The experience of being in an NFL camp is irreplaceable and we're hopeful that the Bears will stick with him. You can follow the Spring League on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Spring League. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Alex Goldstick. All music was provided to the Spring Forward podcast by Joshua Rosner. Stay safe out there. Later.